Hey everyone, and welcome to the Ricky Life Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Prophet, and I want to say thank you so much for joining us today for episode number 25. Okay, so this is one of those episodes that's really kind of like a love-hate relationship because here's the thing. I've lost weight in my life, and I've been keeping it off, and that's great. But why do we wrap ourselves up into our body images so much? That's the part of this that I don't like. However, I know that I'm not the only one who struggles with body image and weight loss and trying to compartmentalize ourselves into this idea of who we're supposed to be. However, I know that I'm only at the point of where I am today because other women have shared their stories of weight gain and weight loss and their journeys along the way. So I'm coming at you today with my own personal weight loss journey in hopes that my rookie endeavors with nutrition, health, and fitness will encourage you the way other women's stories have encouraged me. But if you're new here to The Rookie Life, welcome! Let me tell you about the other fun things we talk about here on the podcast. We focus on what it means to start something new, even when you have no idea where to begin, how to develop new skills in all areas of your life, and how to find that it factor that'll keep you motivated every single day. So join us as we dive headfirst into what it means to be a rookie. Come on, rookies. We all have to start somewhere. This episode is sponsored by Ricky Podcasting, the perfect course for a beginner podcaster. Whether you're starting from ground zero or you already have a live show, the information in this course is designed to help you in the first five months of your podcast. In this course, you'll learn the strategies I use to start my podcast, capture an audience of raving fans, and reach a thousand downloads in under five months. But unfortunately, the doors aren't open anymore for 2018. What I've done is created a wait list. So if you're interested in podcasting or learning what it takes to start a podcast, go to crystalprofit.com slash rookie podcasting where you can join the wait list for 2019. I'm so excited for the course to open up again, but for now, I'm serving the customers that are already in there. But I don't want any of you that are interested in podcasting to miss out on the opportunity to know when the doors open again. So that's crystalprofit.com slash rookie podcasting. Hey, Rookies, and welcome back to episode 25. Before we dive into today's awesome program, I wanted to let you know a couple of things. The first is I wanted to remind you that we always provide the show notes for each episode. So if you're interested in learning more about any of our guests, then visit crystalprofit.com podcast. That's crystal with a K, profit with two Fs and two Ts to see the show notes for this week's episode. You'll also find social media links for any of our guests, and then you can continue to follow them in their journeys. The next thing I wanted to remind you is to be sure and subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. There are some awesome things around the corner, and I can't wait to share them with you. And while you're at it, please rate and review the show on iTunes. We just did another giveaway, and y'all, these are just so much fun. Like, they really just light me up. 
We're going to be choosing random reviewers to receive some really cool Rookie Life merchandise. So you can go on iTunes, leave a star rating between one and five stars, but here's what you have to do to be considered for the drawing. You have to leave a comment. Here's some of the ideas of what you could say in these comments. You can tell other people what you think of the show. You can tell me what topics you want to hear about or just comment on which episode is your favorite but you have to leave a comment to be considered for one of the drawings. I don't want you to miss out on an opportunity to get some really cool stuff because who knows what the prize is going to be next time. Okay, now that we've gotten all the business side of things out of the way, let's talk about my weight loss journey. Okay, so I told y'all in the beginning, I have just a love-hate relationship with the idea of weight loss. Because I hate that as women, like, this is something that takes up, I want to say, like, 90% of our life, right? Like, we're worried how we look, or if we're skinny enough, or if we have enough muscle, or if our, you know, is our mom gut, like, hanging out over our pants? Do we look good in a bikini? Does my butt look big in this? Does my face look fat in that picture? Like, I could just go on and on about all the ways that we tend to compare ourselves to other people or berate like all the things that we have, like all the physical aspects of who we are. And um, so I really just wanted to come on the podcast today and share about my own personal weight loss journey only because hearing other people's stories really encourages me. So there's going to be some kind of like cringeworthy parts of this episode and you're going to learn some stuff about me you definitely did not know. Maybe some stuff you didn't want to know, but I'm here, I'm going to share it, and we're just going to get started. So let's go back to the beginning, right? We're not going to go all the way back, but we're going to go back to, um, let's start with the high school days, right? So I've been an athlete all of my life. I started playing sports when I was really young, and when I was in high school, I played volleyball, basketball, I did track, I was a cheerleader. I was very, 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 very active. I came from a family, I have two older brothers, they were active in sports, my parents were active in sports, it's just kind of what we did. And so... Um, I just was moving constantly. I mean, I can remember back in those days, I felt like I never sat down. Like when I was in high school, I was a busybody. I was moving. I was shaking. I was just always doing something kind of similar to how my life runs today with three kids trying to run this business and working out and taking care of myself. I don't, I don't really sit down a lot these days either, but The reason why I bring this up is because I went from being super active, and I still remember, I I could eat, like as a high school athlete who was so active, I could eat as much as some of the football players, because they would be at my house a lot, because my... My middle brother, Jesse, like he played football and he lived and breathed football. He kind of still does. Like he's obsessed with, you know, pro football and college ball and he knows everything about football and all the good things. But I remember eating with him and some of his buddies one time and I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm eating as much as they do. Like how am I not 700 pounds? And it was because I was so active. And the reason why that is important is because then I went to college and I stopped being so active. I quit working out, unless you count like going out and dancing at the clubs and the honky tonks. Yeah, that was my exercise. Um, 
And I had an opportunity to join one of the intramural volleyball teams. And I have to say, in college, that's the only regret that I have, is that I didn't keep playing sports and staying active. I just wasn't interested. I just, I guess I would rather party and do other things, but that was just not on my list of priorities when I was in college. And I gained so much weight. Like, I went from freshman 15, whatever, like I blew that out of the water. I probably gained 30 or 40 pounds, maybe my freshman semester. It was probably over a span of a year. I gained a ton of weight. And so here I am, you know, I'm having a college lifestyle. I'm partying. I'm eating terrible food. Terrible. Like I probably had two salads my entire college career. Not really because I love salads. But you get the gist, right? I was just eating fast food or whatever someone attempted to make at home, you know, like not dorm room cooking, but like you're living in your first apartment and the only thing you know how to make is hamburger helper. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. That was all that I was eating. But then after that, I got pregnant with our oldest son when I was a senior in college. And what was crazy about being pregnant when I was in college was the fact that I was living in a college town. And all anyone was ever interested in doing was staying up late and partying. That was basically it. Yeah, I had a few friends that, you know, they were thinking about their careers and everything else. And here I am pregnant with a kid. And I'm like, okay, I can't really do anything in this college town where all of my friends were going out drinking on the weekend. They didn't really want to sit around and hang out with their pregnant friend. And I don't really blame them. I had a few friends that were like, hey, you know, come watch movies. And then Seth and I were always hanging out together. But still, I think I went through kind of a depression because I all of a sudden didn't have this lifestyle anymore and I didn't know how to adjust to it. So what did I do? I started eating tortillas and queso and pepperoni rolls and drinking a ton of Sprite. I don't even know how much Spryat I consumed during my very first pregnancy. Like, I told myself, you know, you have heartburn. This is the only thing that's going to make it go away. So I was probably drinking at least a six-pack of Spryat every single day. I mean, that's probably close to a 1,000 calories alone. But I just, I gained close to 80 pounds during my pregnancy with Noah. And y'all, it was not pretty at all. Like, I I still have pictures from the day where we went into the hospital to have him, where my stomach was bleeding from having stretch marks. Okay, like I said, like this is just like the raw, unedited version. Like my my stomach was bleeding from stretch marks. That is crazy, right? Like, I mean, there's people that have, you know, oh, I got like one stretch mark over here, kind of close to my thigh. That's what I got for pregnancy. I'm like, mm-mm, sister, let me show you what I have. Let me show you my battle wounds because I have, and I'm going to post this on the show notes so you can see, um, because I still have this picture and I think, I don't really know why I keep it. I think it's more of a reminder of like where I've been and what my body's been through and how strong I am. But at the same time, I look at this picture and think, oh my gosh, like it was bad. It was so bad how I didn't take care of myself as best as I could Um, whenever I was pregnant with Noah, but I was 22 at the time and, you know, I can sit here and say I didn't know any better, but so many people look at me today, like who I am right now, you know, I'm in pretty decent shape, I work out at least three days a week, I eat pretty healthy, and they're like, what, you? 
you weighed 249 pounds the day that you were pregnant. And I say, yeah, yes, friends, that was me. That was me. I weighed that much the day that Noah was born. And I look at back at those pictures and I just see a swollen face and just a terrified mama who had no idea what was going on. Then I transitioned from being overweight during pregnancy to thinking, all oh, the baby weight's just going to melt off. That's what all the celebrities talk about. That's what you see in People Magazine, right? Like Gwyneth Paltrow, she has a baby and two days later she's skinnier than she was and she's toned and she's fit and blah, 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 blah. Like I was still, and this was before social media. Like Facebook was around, but it's definitely not what it is today. Like I don't even, I didn't even have an iPhone at this point um, in time, but it was just, you still, you know, you watched the news, you watched E! And, you know, you saw these magazine pictures and the supermarket and all these things. And I really, truly believed that I was just going to lose all this weight. I kept saying, that's going to be me. I'm going to be back to my old size in a matter of weeks. I don't understand why everyone keeps saying, it takes forever to lose the baby weight. I can do this. Let me tell you, that did not happen. Instead, I was stuck crying while I was shopping for clothes because I did not want to be in the sizes that I was trying on. I bawled. I remember I remember being sweaty because, you know, after you have a baby, you know, and you're nursing and you're just like, you feel gross all the time because all the, you know, all the things that go into having a baby and you're nursing and your boobs are sweaty and like all the, yeah, like I told you all, this is like TMI. But it's like, you know, I'm shopping for maternity clothes and I was stuck just shopping for sizes I'd never worn before or living in my maternity clothes still because I was too embarrassed to buy a size that I thought was way too big for me. And I said, I'm not buying anything that big. I told my mom, I remember to this day, standing there in the store saying, I will not buy these clothes. No, I'm not spending my money on these clothes. So I finally got to the point where I was done being sick and tired of being sick and tired. So I started going on walks with Noah in the stroller. And eventually we got to the point where I was able to run, which not fast by any means, but a pretty slow-paced jog, and I just wanted to be that athlete that I knew was still inside of me. Like, I knew she was there, that person that could go for hours on the volleyball court or that could play, you know, five volleyball games in a row and then go cheer on a football field for four more hours, you know. Like, I knew that that girl was still inside of me, and I was bound and determined to find her. And I wanted to remember what it felt like to be light and like quick on my feet because I just felt so sluggish and just so heavy. So that's kind of the the journey of me, you know, kind of finding my my fitness. And then like from there, I think I went to a trainer a few times. My mom was really trying to encourage me as best as she could. And she was like, you know, let's go see a personal trainer. So we did that a few times and that really helped. And then slowly I started working my way up to feeling a little bit more confident and a little more like my old self again. But by this time, Noah had started eating baby foods. And being the super overprotective mama that was me, I had decided I'm going to make my own baby food. He's not going to be eating anything that's store-bought. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make everything from scratch. 
And this was before all of the cool gadgets that are out there in the world today existed. I mean, Amazon was just selling books at this point in time. Like, there was no order it, it's there on your doorstep in a matter of hours. No, there was nothing like that. So this wasn't like an easy task to take on. But I was so determined as a new mama, I was going to make this happen. But then I realized I was going to all this effort to put really, really good, healthy food into my baby's body, but I was still putting junk into my own body. So this is when my journey with nutrition began, and I started researching the best foods to put in my body, and even went through a period of time when I took a nutrition one-on-one course, and I thought I was going to be a registered dietitian, like for real. Like I went through a lot, a lot of time was spent researching how do I become a nutritionist. And this was something I really, really thought that I wanted at the time. But it turns out I'm not fit for being in the medical field. Like, I had to do clinicals and all this stuff. And I'm like, ah, I respect the heck out of some nurses and all the things that they do and all the medical professionals, but that is not the life for me. I just, I couldn't do it. So, but I still have this love for nutrition. And as you can see, that didn't happen. But I learned so many valuable things along this journey, and I still use them today. Like, for sure. I still, I'm obsessed with food. I love food. And I've had people say to me, like, oh, you know, we're at a family gathering one time, and I won't forget one of my uncles was like, oh, there's cake here. Crystal can't eat cake because she's all skinny, and she does this, and she does, you know, like, she's not going to touch that cake. And I looked at him, and I was like, who are you talking about? I was like, I eat cake. What's wrong with cake? I don't eat it every day. I eat it, you know, once every six months. So whenever cake is around and it's good, I'm going to eat cake because that is my, you know, my mentality with nutrition is, hey, 80% of the time, I'm going to eat really, really well. 20% of the time, hey, you know what? Some chips and queso or, you know, some really good tamales. Like it's just, you know, that's how I roll. Like I don't care about living any certain lifestyle when it comes to nutrition, as long as I'm keeping my body healthy and putting fruits and vegetables and healthy things into my body constantly, I don't worry about all those rules that everyone else wants to mess with. But here's possibly the most important thing I want to talk about today. Because the biggest contributing factor to me keeping my weight off is the fact that I quit drinking alcohol five years ago. And that just sounds so crazy when I say it out loud. Like five years without a sip of alcohol. Now, if you know me personally, like, you know, like, Crystal, what? Like, you stopped drinking? Because, guys, like, I'll just be really honest with you. I've had a lot of issues with drinking, and I had two DWIs by the time I was 19. Like, that is another story for another podcast, but, like, I was always a drinker. That's just kind of who I was growing up and then in college. And then I decided like, this is not for me anymore. And the real part of drinking that affected my weight was the decisions that I made the next day because I felt bad. I felt like crap. So I ate like crap. I just wanted to sleep late and I was grumpy. And the last thing I wanted to do was go to the gym after a night of drinking. Like, are you kidding me? No. Like, my head's still spinning. I would be so, 
you know, woozy or just not feel good, I'd probably throw up everywhere. I never tried to go, you know, if I was hungover or something, there's no way I would try to go to the gym. But there was a major domino effect that happened after I drank. So I cut it out of my system. And I have to say, I do not miss it one bit. And I can only say that now Because I've gone five years without it, okay? You wouldn't have seen me saying that after it had been 30 days. No, I probably wouldn't have said that. But when I tell people who ask me, well, you know, how do you, how are you the size that you are today? Like, I knew you when you were a lot heavier. Like, what do you do? What have you been doing? And it's funny, because this is how our conversation goes. I say to them, well, I work out three days a week. And they're, you know, they're looking at me. They're smiling. They're nodding their heads. They're like, oh, yes, I see that. Okay, what else? And I tell them, well, I try to eat right. You know, I try to eat lots of fruits and vegetables and just a variety of different kinds of foods every single day. And they say, oh, sure, yeah. And they're still nodding their head. And then I say, and then I say, and I don't drink alcohol. And then it gets awkward. Like, he gets super awkward because people are like, wait, what? No, you're not taking my wine away from me. You're not, mm -mm, you're not touching my, you know, happy hour cocktail. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I never said you have to stop drinking. And I'm not telling you either that I think drinking is bad and no one should ever consume alcohol ever. But it's just not for me. And it's been the one thing that has made the biggest change in my life mentally physically and spiritually. So that's why I really wanted to talk about it today because cutting this one thing out of my life has really changed everything. And if you're struggling today with, you know, your own weight loss story and you're thinking, gosh, you know, I really want to do this. I really want to try something. And, you know, I just need a little motivation or some encouragement. Then I'm going to give you three things. Okay, here's here's Crystal's suggested tips for a healthier lifestyle. One, get sleep. Number one, you got to get tons of sleep. Because, you know, whenever I was, gosh, whenever I was eating really bad, it just makes you hungrier when you're tired. You know, I don't know if it's that you're bored or your body's just lacking energy. So it's like, oh, I'll get energy from food. But I remember eating a lot more when I was tired. So try to get as much sleep as you can. Like really, you should know your body well enough to get the right amount of sleep. It's so important. And guys, like I get up really early. I've said this before, but I get up at 5 a.m. I'm in bed by 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock every night. I'm usually asleep before 9.30. Like that is a typical night in the profit household. Like we put the kids to bed Mama gets in bed by like 8.45, 9 o'clock, and it's lights out. Like, And I have one of those masks because Seth tends to stay up later than I do. So I have one of those eye masks that I put over my face. That way he can leave the lights on and he can continue to like read or do whatever else he's doing. But I put my eye mask on and I'm done. Like that is the only way I can get up. But sleep is just so, so important. And the second thing I would suggest is really evaluate the things that you put into your body. And I don't endorse one diet because I don't believe in dieting, as crazy as that sounds. Like, I I don't. And I know that we've interviewed a nutritionist, and she kind of feels the same way. Like, diets, they're crazy, right? Like, you do the, these things to your body, and, you know, you try to 
you know, oh, I'm going to be paleo, oh, I'm going to be keto, oh, I'm going to be Atkins, you know, whatever, whatever. And you may have medical reasons to do some of those things. That's awesome. Do whatever your doctor tells you. I'm not a doctor. Like I already said, I'm scared to go in a clinical setting and all that stuff. Like I'm not a doctor. But I do know that eating a variety of foods is probably one of the healthiest choices that you can make in your life because it gives you balance as far as the nutritional content and the vitamins and the minerals that you need. And it keeps your body kind of guessing like, hey, what's coming next? Like we're in a groove, like we're burning, we're moving, we're grooving. See, there's my poet, my poet side's coming out in this podcast too. But anyway, but okay, so that's the second one. So get tons of sleep, eat the right kind of foods that you know are healthy. Like, you know, fast food is not for you. It's not. It may be what you eat right now, but it's not the stuff that you need to be putting in your body. Don't be eating french fries every day or chips or anything like that that you know is bad for you. Put good food into your body. And the third tip that I have for you is find the exercise that works for you. I can't stress this enough because I struggled for a long time. I told myself, well, you're not a runner. You're not a runner because you're not fast And, you know, you go run with other people and it just, you know, it's not your thing. So just stop, (laughs) quit while you're ahead. But y'all, I love running now. So here are the things that I have found about running. One, I don't like to run with other people. I really don't. Like, I'm not your running buddy. I'm not because I like to go at my own pace, whether it's faster or slower than the person I'm running with. And most of the time I run with like faster people. So I think that's why it's frustrating because I'm like, you know, it should motivate me to push myself further, but it just kind of pisses me off because I'm like, really? Like, you're just going to leave me? Okay, whatever. And so uh, I don't like running with other people. And um, I love running though. And I love putting my earbuds in, putting on a good podcast, audiobook, or, you know, just tuning out everything and listening to some awesome music that just speaks directly to what I'm trying to do, whether it's motivate me or tell me like, you're a badass, like you can do this, like you're awesome. Like you put on some Eminem, like I was a huge Eminem fan back in the day, but like you put on something like that and like, I will just go at it. Like I am in the zone Like, the real Slim Shady is busting out on my ears, and I'm just ready to go. Like, that's the kind of interaction I have with running these days. But you just have to find what works for you. For a long time, all last year, I loved spin. I haven't really done uh, spin classes as much as I used to, um, because I miss my old spin instructor. She was awesome. I haven't found one as great as she is. But yeah, just find something, whether it's the elliptical, there's kickboxing, there's swimming. I love swimming. That's another awesome exercise that you can do. Or just walking, going outside, going on a walk, take your dog, take your kids, take whoever, just go on a walk for 30 minutes, 30 minutes. That's all you got to do. And just get your body moving, get to sweating because it sucks to work out sometimes. Like, I'll just go ahead and say it. Like, it really does. When you're not in the mood, you don't want to do it. Like, it really sucks. But I work out for the after feeling, right? It's not so much the feeling like during the workout either because that that pretty much sucks for, you know, the most part. But then that after feeling when those endorphins kick in and you're like, man, I could take on the freaking world right now 
that is the feeling that I look for. And that is what keeps me going back to the gym. And that's what I want you to find. If you don't have that, go find what makes you feel that way. I want to start taking hip-hop classes. I think that would be so much fun. I've taken Zumba classes before, and I've always loved to dance. Like, we have dance parties in our house all of the time. But I want to go and find a good place that has awesome dance classes where I can just shake my booty uninhibited and, you know, like, it's just, it's so much fun for me, but it's something that I love. If you don't like that, then that's not your thing. That's okay. Don't apologize for it. Find something that you like. I have a friend who enjoys rock climbing. You know, my sister-in-law, she loves yoga. So there's just so many options out there. Like, you don't have the excuse of, oh, I don't know what I love. Go find it. Go find the thing that is going to make you feel better about yourself because that's really what matters. It doesn't matter how much you weigh. It doesn't matter what size you are. How do you feel about yourself? Because lately, I'm still probably not the size that I quote unquote should be, but I don't care because I feel really good about myself. I feel confident and I feel like basically I could take on the world and that's what I'm trying to do. So I want you to have that exact same feeling about yourself. But that does it for episode 25. So remember to check out those insane pics in the show notes. Subscribe to the show and leave a review. Stay tuned for next week's show. And remember, keep it up, rookies. We all have to start somewhere. 